0: Talk to you today in the book of Colossians, I, I preached out of Colossians chapter 3, 1 through 4, now I'm doing Colossians chapter 1, and really verses, uh, verses 15, 16, and 17 in our text verses, but there's a build up up to that point. Verse 4, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Now I want you to notice three words in those verse four and five. Faith, love, hope. Remember prayer meeting the other day I did that? Faith, love, hope. Faith, love, hope. Remember that? I said that's around in the Bible. Faith, love, and hope. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The greatest of these, of course, is love. Faith, love, hope. Those keep appearing together. Anytime in the Bible you see words sticking together. Uh, you want to note it because there's a reason why faith, love, and hope stick together there. And he wishes them that he says, I've seen your faith, and I've seen your love, and I've seen your hope you have by the grace of God. Verse 6, which has come unto you, as it is all the world, bringeth forth fruit. This faith, love, and hope brings fruit forth, as it does also in you. Since the day you heard of it, you knew the grace of God in truth, as Uh, Ye also learn of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. Then then we'll uh, verse 9 there. Notice especially, for this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, did not cease to pray for you, for desire that ye might be filled with it. With what? Filled with three things. Filled with knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. People come to me oftentimes and say, Brother Bill, how do you pray? How do you pray? Here it is. Pray for faith, hope, love. Lord, I got to have faith. Lord, I need love. Lord, I need hope. Then pray for knowledge of his will, wisdom, and spiritual understanding. There's six things right there. Six things to pray for. He said, Brother Bill, I've never prayed for them. It would be a good idea. That you, Why do you have all that in verse 10? That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Those, those things will produce fruit in you and through you. And it, it's a growing. The increasing in the knowledge of God simply means you grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Strengthened with all might according to the glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. There's three of them again. Giving thanks unto the Father which made us meet or able partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. That's number one. Put a one by the word inheritance there. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, put a two there. And hath translated us unto the kingdom of his dear Son, put a three there. In whom... We have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Put a four there. Man, here's another message right here that I'm not preaching today. We get inheritance in the children of light in the saints of light. Glory to God. Uh, we've been delivered from the power of darkness. We've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son by the redemption of his blood through the forgiveness of sin. Listen to me. If you're depressed, you got something not to be depressed about. If you're a born-again child of God, Things are looking good for you in the big picture if you'll do the will of God. Man. And then, then uh, we see here in verse 15, 16, and 17, which is really our text, who is the image of the invisible God, that's talking about Jesus, and the title of this message today is Who is Jesus, part three, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and they are in earth, visible, invisible, the thrones, dominions, principalities, and powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Who is he talking about? Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ. Now, going back to verse uh, 4 and 5, let me do a quick review, kind of putting all that, tying that together to our text verse 4 and 5, we see the very familiar trinity, as I mentioned, of faith in Christ, love of the brethren, hope of the future, which, when demonstrated by growing in his knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, causes a person to walk worthy, to walk productive, and to walk powerfully. And his end will be glorious, as mentioned in verses 12 through 14, being a partaker of the inheritance, verse 12, being a translated uh, to the kingdom of his dear son, verse 13, by having his sins forgiven by the blood of Jesus, verse 14. Do you have all that? <laughs> of course you don't. Nobody could take it down that fast. But there's so much in the Bible man. It's just so much for us. All I can say is, oh, what a Savior. What a Savior have we. But that's not our theme today. What we're just mentioned, what I want to mention about is who is Jesus. These verse 15, 16, and 17 give us something of who Jesus is that is amazing, amazing, as I mentioned to you before, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him. The word by, there's two words in Greek for our Eng- one English word by. When the translators now, 1611 came to this word in Greek. They either translated it, the word oftentimes through or in. The word can mean in or through, two different words. Well, let me read it with that in mind. For in him were all things created, because that's the Greek word there, in him. By is a great translation, because by means can mean in or through in him were all things created that are in heaven and earth visible and invisible thrones dominions principalities powers all things were created by different greek word through him and for him so he not, not every all things were not only created in him they were created through him you get this so far following me verse 17 and he is before all things and the word by there is a the greek word for in again for And all things were before, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Woo! That's big. That's big. So the first thing we see here in analyzing this passage, these three verses about who is Jesus, we see his position, number one. Who is Jesus? He is, let me try to use some synonyms. He is an echo of God. You ever go in a mountain area? Hello, 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 hello. Exact duplicates of what you said. But is, you get me? But it's not, but it's not the same. Hello, hello. The same. But different. Now I'm trying to describe a little bit of the triunity of God or the Trinity. There is a difference between the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. But when you've seen one, you've seen them all. You say, I don't get it. Join the crowd. <laughs> Are there a lot of things, even in this life on Earth, that you don't understand? Do you understand the atom? Do you understand the neutrons, protons, and all that stuff goes on? Do you understand electricity and really what it is? Do you understand the, the power of the sun, the radiation of the sun? It goes through space and doesn't heat up anything, and all of a sudden it touches Earth and bloop, heats it up, lights it up. But in space it doesn't light anything up. How does it? How is it that it travels 186,000 miles per second? How does that happen? There's so many things you don't know. There's a whole lot more. I, I, I postulate to you that there's more you don't know than you know. A lot more. A lot more. So why in the world would you call this short and say, this can't be. Don't say it can't be when, God, when the Bible says it is. You know what God, he don't come around and ask our permission. He said in the beginning, God created the heavens earth. take it or leave it. He don't go into a big, long explanation exactly how God did all that. He said, look, either believe it or don't believe it, but this is the fact. So if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. John chapter 14, verse 8 and 9, Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. And Jesus said unto him, By the way, I gotta stop there. Philip, Philip, you're gutsy. Moses asked to see the glory. Moses asked to see the glory of God, and he said, You can't see my face, you can only see my hinder parts, and I'll come by and I'm gonna cover you up, put his hand over him, because no man see my face and lived. Philip. He's right up there with Moses man he's gutsy I want to see you okay and the situation Jesus doesn't rebuke him he doesn't really rebuke him for being you know asking too much what he says is have I been so long with you and you have has yet hast thou not known me glory Philip and he, and he hath seen you've seen me if you I'm gonna read it the way it is. He that has seen me has seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, show us the Father. If I have a little trouble reading today, is because I changed fonts on my notes. And I changed it to this hideous, horrible font that I'm having trouble reading. So you may not know it, but I'm up here struggling. And it teaches me for changing fonts, you know. It just teaches me I'm not going to do it again. By the grace of God, I probably will do it again, but nevertheless. So how is it possible that the apostles who walked with Jesus and those who saw Jesus actually got to see the Father? First, because God the Father is a spirit. You cannot see him or lay hands on him. He does not have a body. God is a spirit. Jesus said it about him, John 424, Jesus, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. But we're physical, corporal beings. Isaiah 57, 15 says, "My God thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him that is of a contrite and a humble spirit. Pause. You want to have a humble and contrite spirit. You all agree with that? God says, I dwell with a people that have a humble and a contrite spirit. Don't you go around, Mr. I got it, I'm, I got, I'm smart, I'm this, I'm that. Quit that. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He'll raise you up. And it'll be for all to see. Um, but he says, I dwell with those of a contrite home to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So we see, first of all, that God's a spirit. And you can't see him physically, corporally, through these eyes. And so Jesus was and Jesus came so that you, could, you and I could know who the Father was and the Holy Spirit. Secondly, because the Bible says Jesus was the very image of the invisible God. It says it. Image means echo, representation, uh, impression, duplicate. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, he is called the express image of God. It's been said this way Jesus is the visible manifestation of the invisible God. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen God in the body. The character of Jesus, of course, would go into that what he did, what he said, where he was, who he was, and what he did. All that's God also, because they're one. And are inseparable. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Isn't it interesting in the baptism in the New Testament, Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verse nineteen and twenty. He says, "I want you to baptize people, and I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and name of the Holy Ghost." That's co-equality. Anybody that knows anything about something holy? You don't put anything else with it if it's holy. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost have equal equality when they're mentioned together like that in something as sacred as a baptism water baptism of someone just throw that out for you also he's the firstborn the Bible says of every creature this does not imply that he was born before as we oftentimes will use the word firstborn because of what follows that he creates all things and he has the preeminence. So the word "when firstborn of all creation doesn't mean he was the first of all and he was actually created. What it means is he is the authority of all. The firstborn in Psalm 89 and other places uh, talks about being the authority, though it, uh, David was considered the firstborn, but you know David was not the firstborn. David was lastborn. He was the baby of the family. But the Bible says he was, refers to him as the firstborn. That's because David was the king of Israel. He was the authority of Israel. And Jesus is the firstborn of all creation, but he is the authority of all that is, exists, uh, whether it be visible or invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. Everything you can imagine or everything you don't even understand, he is the creator of it all. What an insult it was in Matthew chapter 4 when Satan said, see all the world and all this glory, I'll give it to you if you bow down and worship me. It was already his. In fact, Jesus had made Satan. What an insult. A creature telling the creator, hey, I'll give you something. You're not giving him anything. That shows you how deluded Satan is. How full of pride he is. Remember, he's a liar and a, father of it, and he's the beginning of all murder. He's self-deceived. Don't you be part of that. As God, he created all things that reflect him, that is the Lord Jesus. Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God. shows forth his handiwork. In other words, all that's made out there, all the Hubble telescopes looking at out there is nothing more than reflecting the character of the Lord Jesus and who he is. His his nuances. Beauty. I, I love flowers because of the, 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 the way that they uh, uh, progress from one color to another and how they just how they just so carefully will change from a dark color to a light color. All things were created by him and for him. Heaven itself was created for Jesus. There's a Oh, I like this song. How beautiful heaven must be Sweet home of the happy and free Fair heaven of rest for the weary How beautiful heaven must be Heaven was made for Jesus. God the Father did not need such a place. He's invisible. He inhabits all of eternity. Everywhere there's space, there's God the Father. He's everywhere. I'm the present. I'm this and omnipotent. Psalm chapter 90, verse 2 says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or even has formed the earth, the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Heaven heaven was created for Jesus. Everything in heaven was created for Jesus. It was not only created for him, it was created in him, and it was created through him. He's the designer of it all. He's the soul of it. He is the king of it. He is the architect of it. When you see the twinkle in the stars or the pale moonlight or the brilliance of the sun, It's a reflection of the Lord Jesus Christ who made it all. The angels were made by Jesus and for Jesus. Why? To worship Him, to serve Him, to rejoice with Him, to reflect with Him, to fellowship with Him. Why was man made? You may ask the question this morning, why am I here? God loves you and wants to fellowship with you. That's why. And He can't. He's repelled by you because of your sin. And so he sent his only begotten Son to pay for your sin and in full pay for it, front to back, side to side, top to bottom. And if you by faith will say, I believe Jesus is who he said he was, he's the Christ, the Son of the living God who died, was buried, and rose again the third day, I want him as my Savior, you will then break down the barrier of separation and be able to fellowship again with the Creator that loves you and gave Himself for you and made you because He loves you. This old world's filled with disappointment, trouble every day. Many times I get discouraged and I almost lose my way. Then I remember I'm just a pilgrim. In this troubled world below, there's one thought that keeps me singing as I go. We're not home yet, children. So keep your eyes on the Savior, just a few more days to labor. And we'll sit down beside that river. How long to be with Jesus? And our loved ones gone before us. There's a better day a-comin'. We're not home yet. This world in its wickedness and sinfulness is not what Jesus wanted. It's what man wanted. It's what man wanted. Uh, You thought I was going to say Eve, didn't you? To be honest with you, I'm trying to get over my bitterness towards her. But I got to admit, Adam was ahead of the whole thing. And he said, okay. And you guys that let your wives go shopping, don't complain to me. (laughs) You let them go, give them a credit card, unlimited spending, and then complain about it? Well, that's something wrong with that. Something wrong with that. The angels were made for Jesus. Everything in, on, and under the heaven was made for Jesus, made by him and for him, the Bible says earth was made for him to die on and purchase man's redemption on, a place for men to live and move, a kingdom to be restored to his dominion and his power. In other ages, a new earth will be made to display the victory that we have all won in and through him. The creatures in and on the earth were created by and for Jesus. When you see the brilliance and the deep red hues of a cardinal glimmering in the sun, it was a thought that Jesus made him. He saw the same thing you're seeing, and he made him. When you see you divers, when you see the radiant ultra bright colors of a queen angelfish, you ever seen a queen angelfish? Oh, I mean, you see a queen angel fish, you just want to, you got to stop. Or, or or a queen trigger fish. Both of them are colored with the colors of the rainbow. Unbelievable. I don't see how it's possible to put those colors together like that. I dove in Hawaii, around Hawaii, different a lot of places around Hawaii, my wife and I. And in Hawaii, 85% of the fish are unique to Hawaii. Why? Hawaii is the most distant island anywhere in the world. It's over 1,000 miles away from any mainland you may not have known that. That cost me a lot of money. But when you dive around Hawaii, you're seeing unique stuff. A lot of their fish run a cat they color like we never saw. We dove a lot in the keys and never saw anything like we saw in Hawaii. And some of the, they have a they have a black fish. Remember how half of that fish was black and, and then it has another color to it and I'm like it's not just a black, it's an indigo black. It's a it's a is there such a thing as an iridescent black there is and Jesus made it he made iridescent white to go with iridescent black and you put them side by side and all you do is ooh, wow all that centers, all in the earth and all in heaven and everything visible and invisible, any power, principality, powers, the thrones or dominion centers around the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he made them all. And if I may summarize it this way, it's all about Jesus. It's for his pleasure, it's for his purpose, and it is for his power. Everything we look at and we cannot see and see demonstrates who he is in some degree. It's been said, and I quote, Jesus is the clue to the mystery of the existence of the universe. I'll repeat it. I liked it. Jesus is the clue to the mystery of the existence of the universe. It didn't come from a big bang. It did not happen by accident. He's the center of the explanation of why. To live for Jesus is to Understand why you exist. Are, are you feel this morning purposeless. You wonder why God puts you on this place. You wonder why you, you've been allowed to live so long. Because Jesus has a purpose for you. And you find your purpose in him. That's where it's at. Your purpose is in Christ. And that may be a plumber, electrician, policeman, fireman. Uh, You know, I mentioned them by grace, by the way. Fireman and uh, and maybe a builder. But all of that, a rock skate guy or other people or a computer wizard, uh, a teacher, all of it to go to the glory of God. He's the center of the explanation. He gives you purpose once you find him. It is. It is to be in accord, really, with all that is, is to be in accord with Jesus. Once you get your sins forgiven, and come into the body of Christ, and He makes you part of the Beloved and fills you with the Holy Spirit. He baptizes you with the Holy Spirit, puts your name in the Lamb's Book of Life, uh, or some may think keeps your name in the Lamb's Book of Life, and He anoints you and gives you unction and lays the Bible before you and gives you purpose for living, he gives you peace at night, he gives you power with living and other folks to help them, And it's good. That's who Jesus is. No wonder life in Christ offers this kind of peace and understanding. There was never any real question, by the way, whether Jesus would triumph. It never was, if thou be the Son of God. It never was. Satan always likes to question. Question authority. Question everything. If thou be the son of God. There was no question about that. He was the son of God. He was the creator of all that is. And Satan in his egotism was blinded. And there never any question. The Bible says he must reign. The very fabric of the universe demanded it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 25 says, For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. He is the glue that keeps the protons and the neutrons and the electrons from spinning apart from each other. He is before all things, and by him all things The word in Greek is to hold together, consist. It's the same word really in English, consist, good translation. Now, I took a little bit of science, not too much, but I took enough science to know that an atom has those three things I mentioned, and all three of them are spinning, and they want to repel each other, but for some reason, a mystery of science, they don't repel each other but they hold together. So what the scientists figured out how to do was to cause them to repel each other, which is called the splitting of the atom. And as soon as they sp- figured out how to split that little atom, guess what they came up with? Heat energy called the atomic bomb. I bet it knocked the socks off of them boys, that first atomic bomb explosion when they blew that dynamite and, and, and however they, how they split them atoms and they had that fireball created, like the sun. And that one guy that Offenheimer was not Offenheimer said, we are death, or destroyer of worlds, quoted the Hindu Bible. should have quoted the Bible. They didn't realize that by him all things consist. In the end, the Bible says everything's going to be burnt up. The elements will melt with fervent heat. The word element means the basis part of a created thing, Adam. What's God going to do to H2O? Hydrogen, one molecule. Oxygen, two molecules. That's what they call water. Harmless pretty much. But when you split hydrogen from oxygen, they're not harmless any longer, are they? What's God going to do? How's it going to burn the water up? How all the ocean's going to burn up? Easy. Woo, doggy's Easy. He's going to split them at the basis part and ignite them on fire. And the Bible says this old world is going to melt with fervent heat. All the wickedness and sin and pollution and vileness is going to be finally burned up. The Bible says He's going to create new heavens and new earth. Who's going to do that? Jesus. Jesus. All things were made by Him and for Him. Without Him, nothing was made that was made. Dear one of you, align yourself with this Jesus who created the harmony that he offers you this morning. What do we need to do? We need to confess our sins to him. What's that mean? That simply means agree with God that I'm a sinner. That's all that means. I, don't, I tell people, you don't have to tell God any more than he talks about you. In other words, if he says you're an adulterer, you need to say I'm an adulterer. He said you committed fornication, you need to tell him I committed fornication. You're a thief, I've stole. You're a liar, I've lied. God just wants you to tell it the way it is, not to sugarcoat and say, I made some mistakes in my life. Come on. You made some mistakes? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands in this room of how many have lied. By the way, a little white lie is a whole lie. Misrepresentation of the truth. Now, Nick's a fisherman, and I'm a fisherman, and we... We have a bad reputation for lying. How big was that? Where were you? We were in the ocean. That was the telling the truth. That was the truth. Uh, uh, how deep were you? People want to know where you fished at. You know, you're not supposed to give them a, you know, I was out there You know, 200 feet deep when you were at 100. You shouldn't do that. But when I ask you, you should tell me the truth. Preacher. Well, we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm a sinner and to save myself by any amount of good works because I can't undo anything I've ever done bad. I can't undo it by any amount of good works. And first of all, what are good works? If you'll confess with your mouth to the Lord Jesus, believe in thine heart that God has raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What's hard about it? You have to humble yourself. You have to become contrite. You have to admit that Jesus is who he said he is. And if you'll do that, God will put you into His family and the good things begin to roll your way. That doesn't mean you're not going to have trouble this world. That doesn't mean you're going to have sickness in this world. Sure you will. Because you're going to to be sick like other folks and you're going to have trouble like other folks and you're going to struggle like other folks. But in all of that, where does trouble drive me? It drives me to Jesus. I don't Like, trouble. I don't want to ever be sick again. I don't ever, I have a little problem being woozy or dizzy. I don't want to be dizzy and woozy. I don't ever want to feel that again. But if it drives me to Jesus and keeps me away from the devil, in the big picture, it's what's best for me. Because eternity lasts a long time. I hope you know him. Who is Jesus? He's the creator of everything. Father, we thank you for the few minutes to talk about you, talk about the Son, talk about the Holy Spirit. Pray, Father, that you would anoint the Word of God, anoint the Bible, anoint the preaching, because if you don't come and do this, this will not go far. But if you'll come in honor of your Son, and in Blessed Holy Spirit, you'll take what's being said here. People get saved. Christians get right with God, quit living for the world, the temporal, the, the glitz, the fanfare, and cast that off for the will of God. Find your purpose for living. And then the peace that passes all understanding. The world can't give it to you. There's no drug will give it to you. Only Jesus. Help us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285.